chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Whosoever believeth that Jesus Christ is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our fate. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Now John says something very interesting here in this passage. He says, everyone that loves him that begat, which is the Father, loves him also that is begotten of him, which is his Son, Jesus Christ. Therefore, if you love God the Father, you love his Son also. John goes on to show us that obedience is the only proof of love. Then he says that his commandments are not grievous. His commandments are not a burden, but a privilege and an opportunity to show our love for him. Then we see that everyone who believes that Jesus is the son of God has a conquering fate. We have a fate that resists the infections of the world. We have a strength that endures the attacks of the world. Life is full of things that seek to take our faith away. There are the sorrows and the perplexities of life, disappointments and the frustrations of life, the failures and discouragements of life. But if we believe in the Son of God, we believe in a God who himself went through all this, even to the cross, and who can therefore help us. We have the indestructible hope of final victory. The world did its worst to Jesus and failed. After the cross came the resurrection. After the shame came glory. This same Jesus who is in us and with us once saw life at its grimace to whom life did its worst. He died, conquered death, and offers us a share in that victory. If we believe that Jesus is the Son of God, we have with us always Christ, the victor, to make us victorious. Oh, hallelujah. Look at verses 6 through 8. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that bear witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. Now, in heaven, we have three that bear witness and three in the earth that bears witness. Now, what is the witness of the water? It is when Jesus was baptized in water by John the Baptist. What is the witness of the Spirit? It is when the Holy Spirit descended, descended upon Jesus while he was in the water doing his baptism by John the Baptist. What is the witness of the blood? On the cross, Jesus' blood was poured out to God for us when they pierced him in his side. Let's look at verses 9 through 12. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which hath testified of his son. He that believed on the son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believed not God hath made him a liar. Because he believed not the record that God gave of his son. And this the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life. And he that hath not the son of God hath not Life. Now, John continues his attack on the falsehood of the Gnostics. He reminds the believers that Jesus and Jesus alone is the answer for the world today. If you are in him, you have eternal life. 
But if you are not, you are lost in your sins. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. All right, let's look at verse number 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Now, John wanted them to know that their salvation was eternal. We are eternally saved, and he wanted them to stand firm in the truth. All right, look at verses 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Oh, I like that. Listen, anything asked in accordance to his will, he hears and answers. How do we get to the place where everything we ask for, we already know before we ask that it is according to his will? Well, John gave the answer earlier in our studies. When we love like God loves and do the things that are pleasing in his sight, then will we know his will and everything asked will be in accordance to our knowledge of his will. And then we will have no doubt that our petitions will be answered. All right. Verse number 16. If any man see his brother sin, a sin which is not unto debt, he shall ask and he shall give him life. For them that sin not unto debt. There is a sin unto debt. I do not say that he shall pray for it. Now John says here that there is a sin that brings immediately physical debt. For example, Ananias and Sapphira dropped dead on the spot at the feet of the apostle Peter for lying to the Holy Spirit. Some of the Christian believers immediately died for taking communion in the wrong manner. All right, let's look at verses 17 through 21. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto debt. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God is come, and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ, that is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. John makes it clear that regardless of a sin unto death or not, all unrighteousness is sin. No sin is special. God hates all sins, period. Then we see again that all who are born of God does not practice sin. Then he finishes this letter with a bang. He let, he, he let us know that we are untouchable. The evil one cannot touch us. He reminds the believers that God is the true God and that eternal life comes from him and him alone. Don't allow the Gnostics to lead you from the true God to dumb idols. There is only one true God and him only shall we worship, love, and adore.